that is the happier part in. I'll tell everyone. There's technical difficulties all over this one. What's fun? It's like Star Wars or the Muppets are running the show here. But you started dating DC on TikTok. And at the time I talked to you, it was still cute. You know, like, I believe if there was any drama, it wasn't a part of your story yet. Right. Well, yeah, because, you know, the the series was never meant to be dramatic. It was meant to Mm -hmm. be light and funny not not necessarily comedy related but funny in a kind of like these are quirky things that happen in dating and the Mm -hmm. reason it was resonating with people I think is because I was like if I'm going to do this I'm going to be completely authentic I'm going to tell what happened my mistakes the date's mistakes and do it all without revealing anyone's identity so I was keeping it totally secret um that's why there wasn't a lot of drama in it nobody was getting mad at me um, I always told my dates that I was going to talk about it, but I'd keep it private. Um, mm-hmm. And it was fun. And I was having a lot of fun with it. I was going on some great dates. I was exploring Washington, D.C. I was meeting new friends through doing Dating D.C., not only because of the people I was dating, but also I was meeting women that were writing. Oh, yeah. Me. You had some meetups. I had some meetups. I had a lot of women that would write me and they're like, you inspire me to want to date again. It seems like you're having so much fun with it because dating should be fun. Like it really should be fun. And I think we put so much weight on each and every date. We want it to be the one. We want it to work out so bad. And then every little thing that goes wrong is insulting to us. And so, you know, the women that were Mm. writing me were saying things like, "You're, you're inspiring me because you're not taking it so seriously. And because you are having fun. Um, I think I said this already, but anyway, I'm not quite awake yet. I know I should be considering the time of day, but neither um, am I though. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> but yes, it, to get to the point, it was a light fun series originally. Yes, exactly. And I remember you were talking about your first meetup, you know, like, which of course the idea of a meetup now sounds crazy because the bartenders, uh, turned on you mm-hmm. because they were seeing you have a good time. And they were documenting it for themselves amongst each other, which, by the way, I don't understand if you guys are already being like, wait, what? Why would somebody do such a thing? That's correct. That is the correct thought as you go, wait, why are the bartenders talking to each other about whatever dates this person's going on that they don't really know? At all. They don't know me at all. Other than Mm -hmm. they watch my series. And I think the thing that was creepy the most about it. So when I first started doing the the series, I was going into DC proper, exploring brand new restaurants every time. And I loved it. It was so much fun, but it was getting expensive. As you can imagine, Ubering in and out of the city, you know, it's costing me like 20 bucks each time. And I was going on a couple dates a week. So I started going to local places in an effort to keep, not only keep myself safe, but also save money. When you're going on dates with random strangers, it can get sketchy at times. And I was like, you know, I'm going to date like I did in L.A. In L.A., I had like two bars I would take all my dates to. The bartenders knew me. They Mm -hmm. were so supportive. They were always like, if you need anything, just give me a look and I'll be over here. The bartenders and servers would always check in on me. And I felt like I was in a safe space. So I was like, I should create that for myself again. For now, like if I'm going to be going on a lot of dates, like I'll go to the same couple of bars. For sure. And mainly, so there were like three main bars I went to. One of the bars to this day is amazing, incredible. The bartenders are so lovely. The owner, the manager, they support me and they have supported me through all of this. So I guess we should tell the people listening, I was arrested for making TikToks. (laughs) 
if you don't yeah, already no. know. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I was like leading to that. Just like, yeah, you were arrested <laughs> for making these dating TikToks, uh, specifically because two bars and they're more specifically their bartenders became obsessed with you. Yes. Yeah. Completely obsessed in a way that creeped me out so badly that I spoke about it publicly. So I do not know these people at all. And it wasn't just bartenders. It was a community group. It was a community group chat of 50 people. About. 50, five, zero? Yeah, five, zero. 50 I've never people. been that popular. That's incredible. Yeah. So yeah, it was like a, it was like a, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a Facebook, like community group of mm-hmm. Columbia Pikes. So the area I live in, um, it's Columbia Pike. There's like four bars and a bunch of restaurants on this street. And so everyone knows each other because everything's walkable. So all these people in this community group chat all go to the same bars and restaurants. They all hang out. Some of them work together. Um, this is what I'm learning now. I didn't know anything about them originally. And they, you know, I noticed when I would go out, I would see the same people all the time. And I was just like, well, I guess they just live close, which is true. They do live close, but they would sit oddly close to me when I was on dates. Mm. They would stare at me a lot. And I was like this, I remember thinking when I first started doing this, I was like, this community is very bizarre. Like these people all have a staring problem. I had no idea they were watching my series. I had no idea they really knew who I was. Um, I knew a couple of them knew who I was because I had gone on a date with one of their friends before I started doing Dating DC. Okay. So I had been introduced to a couple of these people, but I didn't know them. And I just always thought it was weird that they would kind of glare at me. And I was just like, God, this place, it was just like a bad energy thing. Would they say hi in any kind of friendly way? Like, No, no. The majority of the people in this group did not really say hi to me. Now, the bartenders that were a part of this, not only did they, well, the one never spoke to her in my life. The other bartender actually asked me out on a date. And I went out with him to his bar where he works. So I didn't know this, but he had By the way, awful dating idea. Yeah, exactly. Well, it was like, it was not a like proper date. So- Uh, He was following me on social media. I did not know he was following me on social media. I don't know this guy. All I know is he had asked me to do a podcast out of the bar. Mm -hmm. So the bar is called Rebellion. And so they had asked me, the owner asked me to do my meetups there. He's like, hey, I know you do all these meetups, which I'm like, why do these people know so much shit about me? Um, He's like, you should bring all your groups of women into our bar. And we can like cater it for you and it'll be good promotion, like for both of us or whatever. And then this specific bartender asked to do a podcast with me. And I said, the only way I would do it is if we called it Dating DC. If it was the Dating DC podcast and he could be my co-host and we would do the podcast out of the bar. Oh, start one. I thought it was like one he already had created. Nope. He didn't have it yet, but he was like, oh, I hear you're really popular on TikTok. They were trying to create some kind of thing in their business to get more business. Sure. Oh my God. Bless you. I have allergies. <laughs> Can you edit that out? <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> That's the best part. Okay. <laughs> Forget everything I'm saying. It's the sneezing that they want to hear. Um, <laughs> so this is my only connection to these people. They wanted mm-hmm. to, they wanted me in the bar doing these things. And I said, maybe, sure, maybe. So I gave this bartender my phone number. He had never really been very friendly. So I was like really surprised he was interested in this. Um, And then one day I got stood up and I had posted about it on my TikTok and on my Instagram. I was like, I just got stood up for a date. 
And he immediately texted me. Like I posted the video Mm. and like two minutes later, this guy was like, Hey, what are you doing? And I was like, I just got stood up for a date. He was like, I'd like to go on a date with you sometime. Well, he didn't say date. He said, I'd like to take you out for a drink sometime. No TikTok, no microphones, not on the pike, um, basically away from everyone else. And I was like, oh, so like a secret, you like don't want people to know you could go out with me. He's like, no, I just don't want you to talk shit about me on your dating series. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I mean, that's fair, I guess. Um, But anyway, I was like, well, I just got stood up. What are you doing right now? He was like, I'm here at the bar watching soccer. If you'd like to come, I was like, sure. I don't really know this guy. He wanted to do a podcast. We can talk about the podcast. Let's do that. He bought me lunch. He bought me drinks. He was actually very nice to me. Um, and then later that day, we went to another bar. So we had our lunch and a couple of drinks, we went to another bar and somebody said, Hey, soccer guy. That's what I called him on my dating series. Mm-hmm. So after we hung out that day, he was like, I'm fine with you talking about me on your dating series. I, you can say you're out to lunch with me. I said, well, what do you want to be called? He said, I want to be called soccer guy because he watches soccer. And I was like, okay, cool. So I did a little video where I was like, I'm out on a date with soccer guy. Very innocent, nothing about Mm -hmm. him. And then we went to another bar and somebody came up and they were like, oh, hey, soccer guy. And I was like, that's weird. I was like, how do they know? And then the guy who said it was like, oh, we know from the group chat. And I was like, what group chat? So... After this whole experience, I started putting these little pieces of the puzzle together. I had heard stuff about this group chat before. I'd heard about it. And Mm -hmm. there were people that would meet me and they'd be like, I know who you are. You're Coco. I've seen your TikToks. And so I slowly, like I was realizing people in the community knew my name. They would mention my TikTok. And and at that point, I wasn't that popular on TikTok. I think I had like 15,000 followers or something. But so like, why is everyone in my neighborhood watching my TikTok? It's a dating DC series. Like that seems weird because I don't know them. How did they find it? Why are they all watching it? So eventually I was just asking a lot of questions. Like, what is this? What's going on? Mm -hmm. And eventually a few different people actually said, yeah, there's this group chat and they basically like make fun of you and they like tell people where you are. And I was like, ew, that's gross. Like, I don't like that at all. But I thought when they said it, it was just more like, oh, that stupid girl Coco's here who does that stupid TikTok. Like, who cares? Mm -hmm. I don't, I give no fucks. Yeah, Yeah. no, exactly. Like, making fun of you is here or there, but giving away your location, that's a completely different thing. Like, I have a wrestling uh, group chat with my friends, and we definitely make fun of a bunch of the wrestlers, but we're not stalking them. Right. Right. And so come to find out when this bartender had asked me out that day, soccer guy, he was texting really rude stuff about me to this mm-hmm. community chat of 50 people being like, I'm out with Coco. Ha ha ha. I guess it was going okay. And then I started asking her questions about this. And I think I pissed her off, which is hilarious. Like they were basically, I was the butt of the joke. For sure. It was kind of like, oh, I'm out with her. And this is what it's like to be out with that stupid girl from dating DC. Yeah, they're laughing at you. Yeah, of course, which is fine. Like, whatever. What a a creepy thing to do, especially because I spend money in your bar. I'm nice to you. You wanted to do a podcast with me. You wanted me to have my meetups there. And all along, you guys just make fun of me. And you tell everyone in the community when Mm -hmm. I'm in your bar. 
Really? Well, it's also, it's a manipulation. It's they're yeah. pretending that they want some contact with you for one reason when it's complete opposite of why they want to be out with you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And what was gross about the whole thing. So originally I started talking about it on my TikTok. I was like, mm-hmm. there's this community group chat that's basically humiliating me and making fun of me. And these are people in my community that I see all the time. Like that's hurtful. Originally, I was like, that is so hurtful. And I hate that because I'm always nice to everybody. I tip well because I was a bartender for years. I'm a bartender now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But I tip well. I'm respectful. I like going to bars. I like drinking. But I'm not an asshole to anybody ever. And I was just like, wow, this sucks because now I feel like I can't go anywhere in my community because I'm a butt of a joke. Then when the community, there were people in the group chat that kept apologizing to me. There were people that were Mm. like, I'm a part of this. I'm very sorry this is happening to you. I'm not participating in them, like making fun of you and stuff. Okay. And I was like, well, thank you. And then I was given some screenshots because one of the people was like, it actually is scarier than you think. Like they tell people, they, they, they talk about violence against you and they tell people where you are. So they were saying things like, you know, this stupid bitch, we're going to end her. We're going to vanquish her from this neighborhood. Um, they were, ta- they kept saying who chooses violence, violence. Like she's here violence. And like, I, how do they get so toxic so fast within I their own know. circle? Right. It's like, it, they have the common enemy friendship thing going on. Right. And sure. so it's just like, there's this girl, we all hate her. Let's get her. And so it just kept, it escalated very quickly because I had no idea this was going on. I thought I was just part of a community going on my dates, having fun with my friends. Like I thought, yeah, these people are creepy because they stare at me, but Mm -hmm. whatever, who cares? So it just started escalating very quickly because once I found out the bartenders were telling people when I was in the bar, that's when I was like, I spend money here. You cannot do that. That creeps me out, especially because it's a bunch of dudes in this chat who call me a whore, they talk about my body, you're going to get me sexually assaulted because you're taking, yeah. they were taking videos of me. One of the bartenders, uh, she took a video of me leaving the bar on my bicycle on my way home and sent it. Which at some point in there, they shared your address. The newspaper did. The mm. fucking newspaper. The Arlington Now. So, um, yeah, so... I'll cut to the chase. So I was on my TikTok going, this is so creepy. I can't go to any of these places. I went to one of the bar owners. The reason I didn't go to the other bar owner is because he was in the group chat. So I went to the bar owner and I had always had a good relationship with this bar owner. Like always. And it's not like I go in there every night. I've been in there like 10 times in the last 10 months I've been here or something. Um, And more frequently just in the last, that last couple of months or whatever. But he always like said hi to me. He knew me by my name. He would buy me a drink sometimes. Like I had a good relationship with him. When I went to him and I was like, Mikey, your bartender took a video of me leaving this bar and sent it to a bunch of men who talk about violence against me. And I was like, I was very, like I was almost in tears. I was like, I was attacked in January in my parking lot by my Lyft driver. I have PTSD. Like this is a real, I've been attacked. I don't want to be attacked again. Tell your bartenders not to do this. She should not have a job. And instead of being like, I'm so sorry she did that, Coco. I will take care of it. He screamed in my face. And he said, if you don't feel safe in my bar, you never have to come back. 
And I was like, he was like, and don't go around telling people about this and doing whatever you do on your TikTok. He didn't say TikTok because he doesn't know what that is. He's like, whatever it is yeah. you do online. And so I was like, I couldn't believe it. And I had two friends with me who like were there to back me up. And they're like, yeah, Mikey will have your side. He loves you. You spend money in there. You bring all your friends in there. Like he'll totally understand. And they were like, what? How yeah, like a month ago, they want you to host parties. And now they want you out of the bar because you don't feel safe because of their behavior. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and this was a different bar than the one that wanted me to do the podcast. Okay. So it, these were two separate bars. But um, anyway, I was just like, I left there. Like, I can't believe that's how he reacted. I'm never going back in there again. I never went to any of these places ever again once I found out about this. So I'm still talking about it on my TikTok. I never say the bar names. Mm -hmm. Never, never said the bar names, never said anyone's name other than their first name. I said, this bartender named this first name only did this to me. Four police show up at my house. Oh, wait, let me backtrack. I filed a police report. I called mm. the Arlington PD. I filed a police report and I knew they weren't going to do jack shit. I knew that. Right. Yeah. But I was like, let me just put this on record because if I do get attacked by one of these creepy stalkers, I want the police to have some names and to know who to question if they end up assaulting me or murdering me or whatever the hell these weirdos are going to do. For so, sure. and so I took it pretty lightly, but TikTok was pressuring me. They're like, you have to file a police report. Like these people are weird. And I was like, you're right. I do. And I will. So I did. The police did not seem to really take it that seriously, but one police officer, officer Mason that I spoke to, she was a female police officer. She said, would you like me to go to these bars and talk to them? And I said, yeah. She's like, I can Absolutely. do it anonymously. I said, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be anonymous. You can say Coco Briscoe said that you're taking videos of her and calling her a whore and sharing her location. Stop it. I was like, cool, please do that. Let them know that I'm not messing around. So she was like, okay, I'll do that today. I was like, great. I filed my police report online and uh, called to follow up with her. She didn't, she didn't, she didn't return my calls. I called her, okay. I think three times, at least three, maybe four times, um, kept calling there. And when I called the police department, they're like, which officer Mason? I'm like, how many are there? There's three. <laughs> I'm yeah. like the female one. There could be multiple female officer Mason. So they were like, okay, we'll have her return your call. She never returned my call, um, or any of my calls. And the next, the next day after I filed my police report and talked about it on TikTok. I was like, I filed a police report just in case anything happens. Four cops show up at my house at 4 a.m. with a protective order, an emergency protective order, preventing me from talking about it on TikTok, even though I didn't dox anyone. Even So yes. I can't say someone's first name. I can't be like, oh, this guy, Aaron, blah, blah, blah. Like, I can't say that. That's against my First Amendment rights. So I knew it was for shit. I knew that this girl was just using the police department. Oh, by the way, her boyfriend is a police officer. Mm -hmm. I have very important fact in this. Yep. I have screenshots of this woman, the one that took videos of me, the one that harasses me, calls me names and does all this stuff. I have screenshots of her saying, ha ha ha, my boyfriend's a cop. I love that for her. Like she's going to get it. So yeah. they were planning this the whole time. Right. And so sure enough, her cop boyfriend, I guess, helped her get this emergency protective order, which are only meant for people that are being threatened or with physical violence. Uh, mm. No one ever threatened this woman. All I said was this woman took a video of me. 
Mm-hmm. That's it. Nothing more. Didn't threaten her. So I knew it was horse shit, but I stayed off of social media for a few days. And I was like, I'll just let this cool off. They're just trying to bully me. They're just trying to intimidate me. Fuck them. This is not cool. I know this is illegal. And I'm like, I'm going to find a lawyer. I can fight this. So I go back online. Now I'm like, these people not only have been stalking me, like saying awful things about me, talking about violence against me. Now they're using the police department to intimidate me. I'm like, people Mm -hmm. need to know who these people are because they're dangerous. And so still didn't dox anyone, didn't say anyone's last name. I said, these two bars, Rebellion on the Pike and Celtic Bar, do not go in there. They do not care about women's safety. Then I get hit with another protective order again. Of course. You did it. You said the name. I said the name of public bars. Like exactly. bars. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, an escalation is followed by an escalation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then two more police come again early in the morning. This time, It was 4 a.m. Four cops. This time it's two police officers. 5 a.m. Banging on my door. Not standing where the people is. So I don't know who it is. I'm like, who is mm-hmm. it? And they're just like, it's the police. And I'm like, what if it's not? What if it's one of these people that talks about violence against me? Like, I don't know. I'm a single yeah. woman. I live alone. So I record them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, always record the police. I really think that's important. Very much. I record them. I say, what did I do? Like, I haven't done anything to get an emergency protect order. Like, this is not legal. I'm the one who filed the police report. I'm the one who's being harassed. Not these people. It is not harassment for me to say I'm being harassed. That's not the same thing. Like, so I was just so frustrated. I also had been up all night. I had gone through this whole period of time since the first restraining order was filed where I wasn't sleeping well. And this time I was up drinking wine. So I was drunk. I'd been taking melatonin because I was like, I got to go to bed. It's 5 a.m. Now cops are knocking on my door and I am just like out of it. And I just, my brain snaps. And I'm like, how many times are these people going to show up at my house with bullshit restraining orders, preventing me from making TikToks when they won't prevent people from harassing me? Like, I don't get it. And fine. I I was just like, you know what? I'm going to make a TikTok. Come and arrest me because I cannot sit here on edge every day knowing that they're going to use the police to intimidate me. I was like, just go ahead and arrest me. I do not care. Like, let the world see you arrest a TikToker for, for violating her First Amendment rights. Like, what are you doing? Yes. So, and this blew up. So a half a million people saw me get served with a protective order. Mm-hmm. And I spent the morning in jail. The police were um, utterly disgusting. Um, five cops came and arrested me. So let's count this out. Four to serve me with one protective order. Two to come to serve me with a second. Five total to arrest me. What is that? 11 police officers. That seems like we have too many cops here in Arlington, in my opinion. You will not prevent these people from harassing me. You will not question them. You will not investigate, but you will come and arrest me for making That's right. Defund the police, everybody. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) It's just ridiculous. They arrest me. They make me sit in the lobby of my apartment building for I don't even know how long. While all the people in my apartment building are going to work. So everyone, all my neighbors, everyone that works in my leasing office gets to see me sitting there in handcuffs. This is a part, this is a part of the humiliation. Yeah. Humiliation. A hundred percent humiliation. Yeah. And I'm, I'm at this point, like I felt very proud when they arrested me. I was like, yeah, fine. Arrest me. I don't care. But I'm sitting there and I'm going, this is so out of line. Like this is Mm -hmm. so out of line. And I know that they're friends with these people. 
Uh, one of the bars is a cop bar. I know that they're buddies with this uh, woman's boyfriend. He's an Arlington County police officer. So they think this is funny. They think this is fucking funny. And I don't because I'm like, I'm not the one who should be in handcuffs. And I'm telling them this. I'm like, I'm not the one who should be in handcuffs. The people harassing me should be, but you won't do anything about that. You only want to shut me up. And I don't appreciate it. I'm pissed. I had the lady cop searches me. This lady, Officer Rorick, she not only served me with a protective order, she then monitored my TikToks waiting for me to violate it. And then came back and arrested me. She's a brand new police officer. Guaranteed they put her up to this because they're going to throw her under the bus. They're not going to get themselves in trouble. They were treating her like crap, by the way. I did not like the way they talked to her. I did not like the way they bossed her around. I thought it was really disgusting. Um, and yeah, they, my handcuffs were so tight. I had bruises around my wrists. They wouldn't let me make a phone call. I don't know if that's legal or not, but I'm like, you're illegally arresting me. Let me call a lawyer. Let me tell my family I'm okay because they're watching it on TikTok. (laughs) Everyone is going, oh my God, Coco got arrested. (laughs) Like what's happening? Because no one can get a hold of me. Um, And the magistrate, so when we go before the magistrate after I spent hours in jail, um, the magistrate, so Officer Tucker, uh, who is one of the arresting officers, they have nothing bad to say about me other than they're like, I, well, he's like, does she have any priors? No, I don't have any. I don't even have a fucking traffic violation. Okay. And then he's like, well, she talks about how we're friends with these people and she's lying and she videotaped the cops and she talks on social media about how she doesn't like the cops. And she was intoxicated when we arrested her. And when it was finally my turn to speak, I was like, uh, Magistrate, it is not illegal to be intoxicated in my own apartment. Yeah. Also, it's not illegal to film the police. And it's not illegal to not like the police. So I don't know what all this is about. I haven't done anything wrong. I made a TikTok about people harassing me that you won't do anything about. And he's like, Miss Briscoe, do I have to throw you in prison? Because I can throw you in prison. And I'm, he mentioned prison at least three times. And I'm like, Was really? it the cop or the judge? It, it was a magistrate. It was a nighttime okay. magistrate. magistrate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so probably the same magistrate who signed off on this protective order, which I don't know why Mm -hmm. he's not in trouble because we did go to court. I had to go before a judge and the judge was just like, there is no basis. In order to get a protective order, you have to have been threatened. Your life had to have been threatened by this person. You had to be Mm -hmm. physically harmed or your property to be harmed. None of these things happened. I was very happy when that happened, by the way. I was like waiting for all that to come in. And when I was just like, surely when you get in front of a judge, it's either going to fall one dramatic way or the other and clear some air, you know, like the, am I being crazy air can be lifted away. The judge is like, this is, this is exactly what you're saying. Your perspective is correct. Yes. And I knew like, I I was like, I have the truth on my side there. And so in the state of Virginia, they can still prosecute you for violating an order, even if it's invalid. Mm. Because Virginia just has a, it's a commonwealth and there's a bunch of stupid laws. So, which that is just to me insane. So I was still being threatened with this. We can still send you to prison for, or send you to jail for a year, fine you up to $2,500, take away your driver's license for three years. And I'm like, this is insane. It was so incredibly stressful. These people still continue to harass me around the clock. They send all of their friends to DM me. They make fake accounts constantly. They claim that they're the cops. They claim that they're the police. They're going, oh, wait till you see the body cam footage. Now 3,000 police officers have seen it and they don't like her. But I'm like, are you the cops? Because you're pretending to be the cops. Why don't the cops care that people are trying to say that they are the cops? 
but they don't care about any of this. They don't care about anything that happens to me. They only want to shut me up. So anyway, yes, I had to go back to court um, and all charges were dropped. Thank God. Um, But this isn't good enough for me. It's not good enough for me because I have been humiliated in the press. Mm-hmm. The Arlington Now newspaper, which, by the way, says that they couldn't reach me for a comment. Jason Hill, the writer of the very first article, TikTok star gets arrested for having spats with restaurant employees, um, slid into my DMs. That's how he tried to reach me for a comment. He slid into my DMs on Instagram. Geez, mm-hmm. so professional, sir. But the entire article was just not true. And there's so well, here's many- my first question is. They definitely, they slandered you at the top of this whole thing. Did they report when all the charges were dropped? No, no. That's the thing I hate about the press is that they always do all the dramatic things in the beginning and never the resolve to show us what actually was or was not true. Yeah. Yeah. I got no article. In fact, Arlington now wrote an article on September 9th about one of the bars, the bar where the Mm -hmm. bar owner screwed in my face and said, I think the headline is, uh, Local restaurant uh, wants to move past TikTok controversy. Well, I'm so glad <laughs> they want to move past it. They weren't the one that got harassed. They weren't the one whose face was screened in. By themselves, they the one they're the ones that caused like, the controversy. Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> caused the controversy, exactly. And I'm just like, and so they get this whole big article with their bar on the cover and then they make me sound crazy in it. They're like, Coco Briscoe has made allegations against the Washington Post, against the police department, against Yelp. Like just making me sound like I'm some crazy person that is a you know troublemaker. Mm-hmm. I never said anything about the Washington Post. The Washington Post article, Rachel Weiner did her research. It was fair. It was unbiased. Um, do I did I love it? Was it super pro Coco? No, but at least she told the truth. She still printed the things that the girl said, which were mm-hmm. not true, but I mean, it's in quotes. So, you know, she has to show sure? those sides. But yes, I mean, I said stuff to Yelp. Yelp took down my review saying the bar was unsafe for women. Yelp doesn't care about women's safety. Yelp should be sued if anything ever happens to a woman who gets attacked or assaulted because of something, because a, a review was taken down warning people. Like, fuck Yelp fuck them. Like, don't take down my review. Like, kiss my ass. I was pissed. I'm pissed at Arlington now. For They continue to write articles about me. They continue to not tell the truth. I told them I would do an interview with them. I said, I will do an interview with you if you'll do a retraction of the things that aren't true. And they yeah. said, no, we won't do that. They tweeted it. Mm. I have the tweet. I have it in writing. So I'm like, yeah. so you would rather tell lies. They printed my home address. So I've been on social media talking about being harassed and stalked and creeped out by a bunch of people. And they decided to print my exact home address and their excuses. Well, it was the place of arrest. You could say a woman was arrested in Arlington this morning. You didn't mm-hmm. have to say my exact building number, you douchebags. Like, yeah, so I'm pissed. And so, you know, yes, my charges are dropped. Great. Cool. I, I don't have to go to prison for making TikToks. Great. We kind of all figured that would happen. But yeah. I have been humiliated in the press. I can't go anywhere in my neighborhood. People approach me and yell in my face and they call me crazy. They call me disgusting and they don't know the full story. And I'm like, no, who is going to help me? Like, who is going to help make this right for me? Can I afford a big fancy civil rights attorney? No, but please someone fucking help me because my life has been ruined because of this. I have gone on dates with people that 
find the articles and they're like, I don't want to date you. This is like too much. Yeah. Like I've had that happen. I'm applying for jobs and this is something I have to answer to. Mm -hmm. And that's not cool for me. Like this is something I will have to answer to all the time. And because of Arlington now, when you Google Coco Briscoe, the very first thing that pops up is Celtic House, the bar that caused all this drama, the bar that mistreated me. And I'm like, well, wait a second. If a woman can get two protective orders and have me arrested for talking about her on TikTok, why can't I get a protective order against the Arlington now for continuing to (laughs) tell lies about me? Because I can't, because that's ridiculous, because it's against the First Amendment, right? Like, it's like, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand well, it's how- It's because their protective order was, was bullshit. And so it was built on bullshit, and you have to go through the actual cycle. You don't have someone that slides it right past all of it. So you can't get a real one because they shouldn't have gotten a real one. Yes, right. And why isn't the magistrate punished for this? Why aren't the police officers punished for this? Why isn't the police officer who didn't return my phone calls punished for this? Why am I the only one that gets humiliated and the Arlington Police Department gets off scot-free? Why? I don't understand this. It just makes no sense to me. And no follow-ups. No one is caring about my safety at all. I get harassing phone calls all the time. I get threats all the time. Mm. No one will help me. The Arlington County Police Department will not help me. I don't have an attorney currently to help me. I will get one. I, I don't care if I have to work 24 seven around the clock. I will get an attorney because these people cannot get away with this. Because mm-hmm. think about, you know, and I said this recently on another podcast that I did, but like, think about, I'm, I'm a white woman in America with no criminal history, nothing. They don't got anything on me. They can't mm-hmm. even make me look bad, right? They're trying to turn me into a criminal, but they just look stupid. But think about if I did have, a criminal background how much they would have been able to humiliate me you sure know? And yeah how much no they would exactly have... oh yeah well, they would have brought out every dirt they could they just couldn't have any dirt to pull out on you wait but so since this your dating tiktok has turned into a woman safety tiktok and i see you doing duets with people who are having similar issues with different bars across the country showing light that this isn't just your neighborhood this is this is everywhere Yes, misogyny is alive and well across the country. And it's happening to women who have worse circumstances than me. There are women who have been drugged and assaulted in bars. And the bar's reaction is to threaten to sue them. Yes, exactly. Are you kidding me? Like, that's insanity. And to me, that's just like, how can anyone look at that and think that these are good people? Oh, exactly. No, this has been really eye-opening for me as I watch all this happen. You know, we're just like, duet after duet of like these women drugged being blamed for being drugged and then like being asked to like never come back to the bar when they did nothing outside of participate in the bar the way everyone else was they were just targeted oh yeah oh yeah and the misogynists in their comments section are like women shouldn't go to bars alone and then like women are allowed to go to bars alone women are allowed to get off of work and go have a drink and dinner like, oh yeah absolutely to- all of the same rules that apply to everyone should apply to everyone. Exactly. <laughs> but the blaming and the shaming of you shouldn't yeah. have done this. You shouldn't have taken a drink from someone you didn't know. You shouldn't have been there alone. You shouldn't have this or that or whatever. And the fact that the bar's reaction and the police, the police keep reacting poorly to it. There was a woman mm-hmm. in Wisconsin who, she's, her immune system's compromised. She has cancer. She went into a restaurant. They have mask mandates in in the area of Wisconsin where she is. No one was wearing a mask. She left. She made a a complaint about it. The community is harassing her. 
They are like leaving comments. They're now harassing me because I am trying to stick up for her, which is fine. Harass me. I don't give a shit. I've been through this. This is not my first radio. Come after me. I do not care. But, um, but yeah, the police called her or she called the police to say, Hey, this man threatened me. This man was like, I'm going to come up without a mask on in your face and say hi to you and breathe in your face. Or I, I don't know the exact. Yes, all that. He I read, said he was going to breathe in her face. Yeah. He's going to breathe in her face and she has cancer. Like you rude asshole. That's a threat. And the police's reaction yeah. to this was not to go after this guy. It was to go after her for posting his comment on her TikTok. And the police are like, you need to take it down. No, she fucking doesn't need to take it down. And I don't understand why the police are so much more interested in protecting businesses, protecting harassers, and 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 in turn making women feel more unsafe. Like that, I don't get it. it. It's infuriating. Yeah, well, the police are in a real awful position right now because they are individuals that are choosing to try to uphold what they wish the laws were instead of what the laws actually are. And for some reason in the last couple of years, that's become like this weird drawn out line. And I'm, it just seems, I shouldn't say the last couple of years is the last couple of years. I've seen the videos more. I've heard the stories of this my entire life, but now that we're filming them more and more and more and more, they're going to have to actually start doing the law the way it's supposed to be lawfully instead of the way they want it to be. Like they're the only sheriff in town back in the old West. Yeah. And it's stuff like this. It's going to be a, a terrible battle for the next 20 years as it actually levels out, but it's only going to go in the right direction because mm-hmm. video evidence doesn't leave a lot uh, to the imagination. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I make- But also yeah. they're looking like heroes to their friends that feel the same way lawfully. Oh yeah. Oh no, totally. I mean, did you hear about the teenager in Wisconsin? She posted, um, so she posted on her social media that she had COVID. She tested positive for COVID Mm -hmm. and they didn't have any COVID cases at that point. And so they didn't have any mask mandates in the schools and whatever. The police came to her house, told her parents that she needed to take down the social media posts saying that she had COVID. I'm pretty sure it was a girl. Um, Mm. I could, I could have had that wrong. Anyway, it it was a teenager and they sued the police department in a federal case and won. That's great. Yes, they won. And I'm like, good. Cause everyone's always like, you can't sue the police. The police. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And the police need to back off, you know? And I know they were trying to make me out to be some villain. Like I'm just anti-police and I hate police and whatever. I went to the police asking for help, asking for protection. If I hated the police and I didn't believe that they could do something, I wouldn't have gone to them. But instead of helping me, they're protecting my harassers. They, that is what they do. And they intimidate women. And it's not, it has to stop. There has to be some regulation on this because it's yes. happening too frequently. Yeah, no. And I think that, I mean, I feel like the tides are turning, but also like, it's, I don't know if it's that or my awareness of it is just heightened now because of your TikTok. Your TikTok has shown me, because it was just like, look what Coco's going through. And then it was like, oh, look what women are going through. It's much like when the Me Too movement happened. It was, it woke me up to being like, oh, this is what every woman's experience is. It's impossible to be a woman and not experience this level of harassment, apparently. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, no, it's a percentage. And you're like, yeah, it is. The percentage is 100%. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny. I did not expect my TikTok to go in this direction. I wanted to go back to my normal dating content. 
pretend it never happened, hopefully get my reputation back intact instead of looking like some crazy person because the Mm -hmm. lies that have been told about me in the media, the things these people are saying to protect their own asses. They're like, she's violent and she attacked. I mean, they just go on and on and on about, they they just can't stop making up lies about me. And it's, it's just exhausting. And I'm, I was like, I just want to go back to my normal stuff. And I attempted that. And then women are tagging me in videos all day long. Like I can't even keep up with the number of cases that this is happening all across America. Oh, for sure. No, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's happening so frequently and I can't ignore it. That's the thing. People are tagging me in it and then I see it and I get irate and I'm like, Oh my God, I have to address this and I have to help. And I will make the phone calls. I will call the bars. I will call the schools. I will call the police department. I do not care because this has to stop and we should all be invested in it because safety for me, women's safety is just so important. We cannot ignore it. If we ignore it, women will continue to be harassed by the same people. The people that harass me, multiple women have come forward to talk to me to say that they have been harassed by the same group of people. They knew all the details, even though I haven't shared any. They knew the people's names. Some of them knew the people's last names. Some of them knew these people better than I did. So I'm like, it's not just me. It's very easy. You know, when I was going through all this, I was having such an emotional breakdown because I felt like I was under attack. Why is this happening to me? Poor little old me. It's not me. It's not a Coco mm-hmm. thing. It's a woman thing. It's a, and there are just, it's a pattern. Yeah. Every time one of these women comes forward, their community attacks them, calls them a liar. The restaurants or bars or schools or whatever the thing is threatens to sue them. And the police protect everyone else. And they call mm-hmm. the women out who are on social media talking about it. And I, it's, I'm like, how is this the exact same pattern every time? Yeah, no, I, I had to ask myself all the time when I'm trying to do personal growth. And I think it's the same for like, this is a communal growth is I have to sit there and go, is this an instance or is this a behavior? You know, like, is this one incident or is this a behavior? And then you're like, you look at it. And with this, like I said, at first I thought it was an incident. And now I'm like, oh no, this is a behavior. This is something deeper. This is, but the good news about the behavior versus an, you can't prevent an incident but you can learn and grow from a behavior. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, oh, cool. Can we take the moment to be better restaurants and businesses and schools? Because I don't know about other dudes, but I like when women are out there. (laughs) And like, if we're not making them safe, they will not keep coming out. Right. Yeah. And so you're like, no, it helps. It benefits everyone to make everyone safer. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And if the bars in my neighborhood hadn't, gaslit me like if they had actually taken my claim seriously and said sorry Coco you're a loyal customer you spend money here you bring your friends like we want you here we want you to do mm-hmm. your meetups here we want you to do your podcast and like if they were like we're really sorry that made you feel unsafe that would have been the end of it I would have never talked about their businesses publicly but instead of doing that they released public statements calling me a liar mm-hmm. telling me that I was starting a smear campaign about their business um, and humiliated me in the press Humili- they had their friends tell elaborate stories that were not true. I'm like, I don't even know these people. There were women gaslighting me around the clock. And that, I think that was the most hurtful. The men were coming into my comments, calling me ugly, calling me stupid. That's what the misogynists do, right? The women with internalized misogyny come at me and they, 
just like write ludicrous stories to me. They're like, mm-hmm. I saw you once and you don't remember because you were wasted. I have never been wasted in these bars. I've been on dates. I've been with my friends and I have witnesses every time. And they'll just write these elaborate things. I'm like, that never happened. It may, it was like, are you guys trying to make me feel crazy? Cause like, this is ludicrous. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I just, I, I'm like, I can link these people back to the bars. They're girlfriends sure. of some of the bar um, tenders. They're former employees. Like, leave me the hell alone. But since my charges got dropped, yeah. I've been getting some apologies. And I was very surprised about that. Huh. Not from the not bars. Surprised. I'm not surprised because I'm sure that there's guilt. You can't do this without some guilt. There'll be Not everyone will have guilt. But some will. 50 is a lot of people. 50 is enough that some of them are capable of guilt and looking back and not being proud of what they did. But as far as today goes, do you feel safer or less safe right now in your neighborhood? Um, I feel a lot less safe. I know that the police are not here for me. Not only are they not here for me, I'm an enemy now because I've now spoken about this publicly. I'm, I'm not a fan of theirs either. You know, I'd like to be if they'd like to come forward and say, hey, would you like to, I don't know, work with us on trying to make this situation better? I would love that. They're not going to do that. They're not, not going to do that. I mean, I, I, I felt the hatred from them in my arrest, you know, that, oh, she makes yeah. TikToks about us and whatever. And I wasn't very nice to them either. I was like, really, yeah. this is what you do. How do you feel about this? When the woman yeah. was patting me down and rubbing my crotch, looking for whatever they're looking for. Right. It's so humiliating and dehumanizing. I was like, does this make you feel good to do this to somebody when you know that I haven't done anything wrong? Like I can't. I have such a different opinion of police after this experience. I didn't, I've never been arrested. I didn't know what that experience would be like. It is awful. And I can't Mm -hmm. imagine it being that awful for me and how awful it must be for other people in different, you know, from marginalized communities, you know, who are being discriminated against so much more than I experienced as a white woman with no criminal history. You know, like these are things I have to think about and I have to address in like, I don't know. I mean, yes, I don't. I, I, I feel less safe in Arlington for sure. I've been looking to move out of the community. Um, you know, financially moving is expensive. This is a very expensive area. We're in the DC suburbs. It, the rent is as high as Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, you're which is unfair at- anywhere. I want to say that. you know it's gonna cost me like four grand to move why do I have to pay four grand to move why do I have to be forced out of my neighborhood why do I have to feel unsafe because I made a tiktok saying I feel unsafe now I like Uh it's it's that's that's the weird funny part about it is you're like I feel unsafe they're like oh you feel unsafe now I'll give you a reason to feel unsafe it's like you know like that old like parent adage oh I'll give you something to cry about yeah yeah, that's what it feels like to me. And it's scary and it's gross. And I, I hate it. And I will say this, you know, cause I don't want to be all negative. There are a lot of people in my community that have supported me. There are a lot mm-hmm. of people who come up to me and said, Coco, I know you don't know me, but I've watched your story. I'm behind you hundred um, percent. Bar owners of bars that I've gone into have said, we know you, you come in here, you go on dates here, you bring your friends. You're always polite. You're always sweet. We don't believe anything we've read. And I'm like, thank you for supporting me. Um, I went to a DC United soccer game the other day and I was mm-hmm. walking down the streets of DC and some random woman like yelled at me from across the sidewalk. She's like, go, go. I'm a big fan. I support you all the way. And it was just, and I was with a group of friends and everyone, the they were like, they're like, are you a celebrity? What's going on? <laughs> like, not really. <laughs> 
it was yeah. very cute. And, you know, there is support out there. There are people that get it. And like, I, I felt intimidated. I felt like I need to shut up. I felt like I just need to move on with my life. But if I do that, then nothing will change. And I, as much as I hate this and I get so emotionally involved in other people's stories because I know how they're feeling, I know what it feels like to be under attack by your community, to feel like police won't protect you. And if I don't have their back and say, hey, I've got you, like, I'm with you, I'm in this fight uh-huh. with you, like, I, I won't be able to live with myself. So I feel like I have to be involved now. And it has changed my, what my platform is about, what my message is about. And I, I don't regret it <laughs> at all. And I, I just feel like this is what was bestowed upon me. And now I have to go with it. So will yeah. it get me in more trouble? Maybe. <laughs> will it give me more hate? Obviously. I mean, I'm already getting a lot more hate, but this is what it After is. After a certain point, isn't it just, it's just more hate. You don't feel more emotion from it. This no. is a higher number in the inbox. Exactly. And you know what? It also like proves my point to like to myself. And I'm like, I'm in the right here because they're, they're doing it to lots of women, right? So it's not just me and what they're doing is wrong. And if I'm fighting the good fight and I'm being honest and I'm telling the truth, which was always my mission, like, I'm just going to keep telling the truth. I have a platform of 50,000 people. If I wanted to start telling lies about all these creeps that do stuff to me, I could, right. I could just be like, Oh, they did this and try to humiliate them the way they humiliated me, but I won't because I will not compromise my integrity. And that's why I felt confident going into court. And I even said in one of my TikToks, I was like, if I get hit with a misdemeanor for speaking out about this, so be it. I will take the hit. It is worth it to me to be honest and tell the truth and fight the good fight. And so luckily I don't have a misdemeanor, but you know, this has to change. It just yes. has to. start off and say isn't she a fucking delight coco briscoe wonderful person love her in fact uh we lived across the hall from each other for years and didn't even know it friends out in real life didn't know we were just across the hall from a friend until i moved and then she was like hey you want to hang out and then i was like sure and then it was like oh literally across the hall insane um but what what a deal she's had so, at Coco Briscoe is where you're going to find her on Instagram. That's where you're going to find her on TikTok. Her TikTok is great. Uh, it's getting to be a little more advocacy and back to a little more fun and less about her getting arrested. I remember seeing that the day it happened. It was scary. And I did have friends reach out to be like, hey, your friend got arrested. And I was like, I already saw the TikTok. Because I. one of the main things I do on TikTok is watch her TikTok. I watch like 10 of my friends. And so I'd already seen it. And then I was like, oh, wow. Okay, crazy. And um, then all of a sudden my friend's reaching out like, hey, did you, is your friend okay? Like they're like reaching out to me to find out if she's okay. And now that we're on the other side of this, because I, I did wait to be like, no, no, no. We need to have an ending. You can't just talk to somebody as soon as they get arrested and have them all hyped up. And then to turn it into an advocacy is like the most brilliant, most positive thing. Love it. Love her. Love what she's done with it. I'm so happy. Um, I'm, God, I'm so happy that she didn't 
get like a felony. You know, for the judge to see her side was such a sigh of relief for me as a friend. To just be like, yes, good. We're not crazy to have this perspective on what's going on. Um, totally cool. I love the episode. I do not know who is next. Uh, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, I had a couple people cancel, but then I also have fallen into a depression recently, and so I just didn't want to have people over. And so I have two episodes in the can. I don't know which one I'm going to choose next. Um, you know, like, do I do the second half of the Danny Gabe episode? I don't know. You know, like, I have a couple friends coming over to do some this week. Is one of those going to cheer me up enough where I'm like, let's put that on. That's chipper. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know which one I'm doing next. I normally really like lining it up. But I'm actually recording this the the same hour I'm uploading this because I waited to try to figure it out. And I was, I was like, ah, no, we need the episode up. You can't figure this out right now. You know, so so sorry. Um, although I do think I'm going to have someone over to talk about the depression I've been having and all those things. And so that will be, uh, you'll get more insight on that in a further episode. I also feel like I recognized, I recognized, uh, the depression and and then fighting it. So I think there's going to be more insight on the other side of it as well for that, for me. And so I won't have to sit there and just talk to you guys about like, Oh, I'm depressed. It's like, no, 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 I got depressed. And then I took the motion to fight back with it. And, and that's really good. So, so I'm looking forward to sharing that arc with you. Um, as soon as I complete the other side of the arc, I'm, I'm getting better. And I'll share all that as it happens. And if anybody's scared, don't be. Don't be scared. It's not like you'll hear it all later. Like, there's there's happiness at this road. In fact, uh, if anything, I'm eating more ice cream. Guys, thank you for... Oh, yeah. Please rate, review, and subscribe um, on all the things. I love all those things. I saw a couple more uh, ratings came through, and I got excited and read them and got happy about it. So that'll perk me up. Rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast. Uh, Yeah, please, guys, thank you for listening, and thank you for putting up with me. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, whether I find a place in this world or never belong, I've got to be me.